But it's great to be in the community. I always think it's so wonderful to just come together. Although I must confess, there are times I have enjoyed being in my pajamas watching television and being inspired through worship. I shouldn't say that as a pastor, but it's been fun. It's been fun. I'll even confess, one time I even dyed my hair while I was listening. <laughs> so that's a secret. Don't let anybody know that. But anyway, I'm glad to have the opportunity to be with you. Um, you know, very often I find myself looking at a blank page as I begin to prepare a sermon, and I wonder just where the Lord is going to take me. And today is no different as I prepared this sermon. However, I wondered how you could wrap up the title of forgiveness in 10 or 15 or 20 minutes. It just can't be done because forgiveness takes a lifetime. But last week, Doug, Pastor Doug had began his new series, No Offense, and to help us each look at how to react or act when somebody says or does something that hurts us or our family or, you know, somebody very close to us. And as he shared, we're finding each and every day it is really hard in the world we live in and even in the inner circle that we have in our lives that, you know, we find that people are taking offense for things we say that never happened before. All of a sudden, something we've always said, all of a sudden somebody's reading it different or, or correcting us on how we properly should say something. And... Um, so we tend to be walking on eggshells much more in our world now than we ever did. And we don't realize that sometimes what we say or we do is offensive. And we don't even realize it. And yet it, it's happening as more of a norm in these days. And so each day, I personally, and I'm sure you are too, are finding times we have to weigh our words and almost sometimes be careful even how we share a compliment because somehow it might be taken in a different way. You know, one of the reasons I feel very pulled to your church, Wayne Presbyterian, which is part of me now, is that I love your vision. And your vision is to forge relationships with Christ, with each other, and with the community. I love that. It's something I feel very strong about. And what I admire is that you don't just say it, but you do it. You go into this world and you make a difference with Kumak or CASA or with each other. You have your family, your gathering on Wednesdays, your hangout time to talk to each other, to support each other, to encourage each other. And, and you have your worship, even if it's a little chilly sometimes here, but it's wonderful. And I think really one of the greatest gifts we have in life is human relationships, but they're not easy, right? They're not easy. We, we, we know that it takes much love, much care, much kindness, and yes, forgiveness. Last week, Pastor Doug looked at the need to stop being offended, to stop being offended. He shared how we often find it easier to look at the sins of others and that we have this higher expectation on what should be said or what should be done. 
And when we lower that expectation, at the same time seek the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, somehow we seem then to be able to be less offended on what is happening around us and accept that Christ is giving us that grace the same as he's giving everyone else. Now, as a pastor, I have often heard these words from someone who's been hurt or offended. I can forgive them, but I'm never going to forget. I'm never going to forget. Now, I agree that behind every situation, there are lessons to be learned. Don't you agree? Everything we've been through, good, bad, or ugly, there were lessons that we learned. But I'm also sure that somewhere in the Bible, it doesn't say that we're not supposed to let it go and just dwell on it over and over again. I have a dear friend who can remember everything that happened over her whole year, and her husband will tell you that that every time he forgets something, well, in 1918 or 1980, you did this. And, and so that's called dwelling, by the way, friends. That's not letting it go. And so we need to learn how to not only forgive, but let go at the same time, yet learn our lessons. So I encourage you. So as we begin in looking at forgiveness for just a moment, I want us just to close our eyes, just take a moment, listen to the words of Jesus about forgiveness and put everything else aside for just a minute because we tend to have, you know, you're probably already doing your grocery list in your head. Let it go. Let's just look at the word for a minute. Close your eyes and just let me share a few of the readings on forgiveness. Ephesians 4.23 says this, Be kind and compassionate on one another, forgiving each other, as in Christ God, who forgave you. Matthew says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Colossians says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And in Matthew it says, then Peter came to Jesus and he asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins up against me? Up to seven times? And Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. In other words, dear friends, forgive over and over again, just like our Lord Jesus Christ does with each of us. Now open your eyes great to listen to the word because those are the words we should live by and surely just hearing those words on forgiveness bring a peace to us bring that peace that sometimes we can never fully understand no matter what we're carrying no matter the heartaches no matter the hurt that we have had now as reading my daily devotions which by the way since I've been retired uh, I enjoy eight daily devotions a day. I love them. And every year I get to pick new ones, and I love doing that on January 1st. And then I read the daily Bible in chronological order this year. And this Martha, because I call myself a Martha in the Bible, has truly enjoyed becoming Mary and spending more time with Jesus. And it's become more of a daily routine. And it, it really does help me to find peace, but also to seek forgiveness and also to ask for forgiveness. 
And I encourage you to do that, you know, whether you're at retirement or not. Take time to do that because it does help you. Yet in reading, one of the writers shared they have a sign in their office, and it says clearly, all your sins are forgiven, even that one. All your sins are forgiven, even that one. And it said that it makes her think every day when she sees that sign. She says it helps her stay grounded in the limitless joy and forgiveness of Jesus Christ. And she says that it's just amazing what that one sign can do. And that's true. If you put that up somewhere in your house, how that will remind you each time you see it, right? But I love the words. She said that you're always forgiven. Amazing words when you think of forgiveness. Limitless and always. Amazing, amazing words, right? Limitless and always. What are your signs to help you to seek forgiveness, not be offended? What are your signs? Can you imagine how offended many were with Jesus when he walked the earth? Can you imagine? Look at who he walked with. Tax collectors, prostitutes, demon-possessed, lepers, he even walked with a man named Saul as his disciple. He was a Roman who had spent his life persecuting believers until he found Jesus. Jesus found the good in each of these people and taught them to see the good in themselves and others. In fact, he continues to do that today and looking for the good in each of us, flaws and all, he calls us to do the same. I'm so happy that today we shared in communion. Communion to me is not only a sacred moment, but also an opportunity to look at my own life when I take it, to seek forgiveness, and to know that my Lord, my Savior, my best friend gives me yet another chance. I love that. He welcomes all who believe to come to him, come to the table. And he, he says, seek, we can seek his forgiveness. He forgives us, limitless, always, and not just in communion, but every day. And it's always a new beginning when you take communion or even when you go to him. Yet communion is also a time to reflect on others too and realizing that often we need to put the shoe on the other foot, seeking forgiveness for the countless ways we might have offended someone else. Although taking it, you know, although um, Jesus gave us the first step, you know, to, to look at that and, and to look at ourselves, he also wants us to look at how we have hurt somebody else too. So for a moment, I just want us to look at the other shoe, the other foot, just for a moment. Can you recall a time when you hurt someone or offended them? Don't talk about it out loud, but can you recall a time that you've hurt somebody or offended them? 
I would imagine you immediately can remember a situation and can recall it almost immediately. And sometimes when you think about it, it gives you kind of a nagging pain. Oh, I wish I had never done that. Perhaps you didn't do it on purpose, friends, but something triggered you to act or react in the way that you did, and in turn it hurt somebody else. Yet sin is sin. Sadly, it hurts and offends no matter what. Like you, I have made mistakes, and although I have tried to seek forgiveness and peace, often at the end, when we've tried to make it right, we have to leave the rest at the cross, at the foot of the cross, and then we have to give it to Jesus for the complete healing because we can't do it ourselves. Yet that does not mean we're not accountable, that we shouldn't take the steps to make it right or to seek forgiveness. Now, most of you know a little bit about me. Perhaps you know you don't know all about me, but I've been married twice and I've been divorced twice. Now, that's not really something a pastor tells too often from a pulpit, but that is facts. And because of many different circumstances, I can guarantee you, I also was at fault in both of those marriages. I can tell you that, but in fact, in order for me to move forward, I needed to really look at what happened, my actions, my reactions. Did I seek forgiveness? Did I ask forgiveness? Not only from the Lord, but those two men. And did I move forward? And did I lay it at the foot of the cross? Yeah, I did all that and much more. The lessons I have learned from it and continue to learn have been so many. But knowing I'm a child of God and forgiven has helped me not to dwell on that or the past, but to just move forward and to take the lessons I've learned and to grow from it. And maybe God will use me to help somebody else because of it. And I'm confident through these experiences I offended, I made mistakes, and that's why going to the table has such meaning to me each and every time. I will also confess today that being a pastor is not easy. Amen. Just ask any pastor or his family. As you must know, we live in a fishbowl. We live in a fishbowl. We're not in politics, but we're still in a fishbowl, as I call it. And people are watching to see how we act, react, and if we're walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Now, I need to tell most people that us as pastors are human. Surprise. And we will lose it sometimes. We will make mistakes. And at those times, God shows us then, as even pastors, the importance of seeking forgiveness from others, from him, and often will then show us the peace that passes all human understanding so we can get through those earthly storms. Yet even as pastors, we hurt, we offend, but I can guarantee you we grow in faith. Thank God. And I share all this with you for several reasons. 
These are the facts, friends. These are the facts. The first is that sin exists in each of us, each one of us. And sadly, we will hurt others, offend others, and we will make mistakes. If you think you're Jesus, you're not. There's only one that didn't do that. And in return, you know, sin will happen to us and others will sin against us. That's why it's so important, friends, not to take offense when others do that to us because we've done it ourselves. And we have these high expectations, as Pastor Doug said, we've got to bring it down to us and seek the grace that we can receive each every day. So the first is it does exist each and every day. The second is that sin has existed since the beginning of time and certainly is prevalent in all the stories in the word of the Lord. And I often think of my favorite story. Oh, there's so many. But my favorite story in the Old Testament is my dear friend Joseph. My dear friend Joseph. And I tear up when I think about him. His brothers were so jealous of him that they were going to kill him, but instead they threw him in a pit and then they sold him. And as the story goes, he went into slavery, but what happened in the end? God used it for his purpose. And God took such a horrible situation and he saved his brothers, his family, and this world was to be what it was to be for Jesus Christ. I go to Sight and Sound. I've seen Joseph a few times. If some of you haven't been to Sight and Sound, it's amazing. And I sit there and cry every time Joseph holds on to his father at the end. It's just like, it's like that thought of when you see Jesus someday and you're just going to hold on to him. But friends, sin exists and it also has existed since the beginning of time. And the last thing that sin is, and I will tell you, it is forgiven. It's forgiven. Even in the most difficult places, it is forgiven. But to be able to be forgiven, it needs to begin with us. We're always so eager to point the finger, but we all know, know what happened. The other three come back at us, right? It is so true. So I'm going to leave you with the typical pastor, Baptist pastor, four practical ways, okay, that you can attempt to seek and give forgiveness in the days ahead. And it doesn't go like this where it's going to be done tomorrow, by the way. It's just some practical ways. The first is I want you to pray. I want you to pray about whatever is heavy on your heart that you need forgiveness or you need to seek forgiveness, or they, somebody you need to forgive. Whenever the circumstance or situation pops up in your mind, because you know how we humans tend to dwell about these things, you need to pray about it right then and there. Stop what you're doing and pray about it. Seek God's wisdom, moving forward, making it right, and directing your path. Right then and there. You feel it popping in your head again? Pray again. And pray and pray and pray. And you're going to find out that it's not popping up in your head as often. Because the more you do that, the more you're giving it over to the Lord. So the first P is pray. 
The second is practice. Learn from your past. We will all make mistakes, we'll say the wrong things, we'll offend, and yes, we will act in inappropriate ways. But learn from it. Don't push the button repeat. Okay, that's not what we need to do. Instead, we need to practice and make it a habit not to do those things again or not to go into those places again that make us just really feel offended or we are offending. Say you're sorry. Practice it. Stand in front of a mirror and practice it. I am sorry. I am sorry. Do you know the three words that are most difficult to say in the world are not I love you. Oh, my goodness. I love ice cream. I, it, love is just thrown in so many different ways. It's I am sorry. I am sorry. Sincerely, not oh, I'm sorry. I am sorry. So important. Practice that over and over again. And you'll be amazed what happens to your heart. The third is patience. Um, have patience with others and yourself. Healing comes in God's timing, not yours. Wouldn't you love that if I said, I'm sorry, it was over, it's done, I don't think about it again, we're done? Mm, doesn't happen that way. I'd love to think it did. I talk from experience when I have seen relationships heal in his time, but his time has taken years and years and years sometimes. And sometimes it heals a different way and we don't even understand it. But be patient. Be patient. You're praying, you're practicing, and you're being patient. And then the last, most important through all of this is to praise. Is to praise. And I leave the best for last. Praise. Praise the Lord. Friends, we have been given the greatest gift of our whole entire life here and eternally. We have a Savior who has shown us how much he loves us, forgiving us for who we are no matter what we've done today or tomorrow. He loves us, that word, unconditionally. He doesn't put any conditions on us. And no matter our circumstance, our mistakes, our hurts, He'll never forsake us. He'll never leave us. Oh, how he loves you and me. And he's our example of how to go forward, trying not to be offended, trying to be able to forgive like he forgave. Will it be easy? No. But can it be done? Oh, yes. But it takes baby steps through our life we need to understand that. And so I encourage us as we go forward today, take Jesus with you wherever you go. Trying to the best of your ability to be your best for him. And when we fail, and we will, allow him to guide, to seek the forgiveness of others, and above all, the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. For remember, the Lord's love and forgiveness is limitless and always. Amen. Let us pray. 
Father God, in the quietness of this moment, Lord, what a blessing to be able to come to you and know that your grace, your mercy, and forgiveness are ours as your child of God. Oh, how we give you praise and thanksgiving. In a world that is constantly going through unrest and seems to be offended in every aspect of life, what peace we receive knowing you go before us and you lead the way. May you guide our thoughts, our words, and actions, and may they be more like you each day. And Lord, we come to you each individually today, just for a moment, and we come to lay things at your feet. First, we want you to hear our prayers of our heart silently as we bring to you those relationships that are heavy on our hearts, that need forgiveness. Listen to our prayers silently for just a moment. Father God, we ask you to help us and to show us ways to make these relationships right and not fear asking forgiveness or being less offended by something someone did to us. We also ask you to help us with those that have hurt or offended us and circumstances that continue to dwell in our hearts daily. Help us to bring them to you. Each and every time they come to our heart, may we just lift them to you and pray and pray and pray again. And third, Lord, we ask you to help us to bring everything to you, everything of our lives, to give our life to you each and every day so that we may be more like you. And as we close, Lord Jesus, we ask that you continue to build our relationship with you, always seeking your direction and path. May we practice what you have taught us through your word. May we be patient with your answers and the length of time sometimes we have to wait. And above all, may we praise you and thank you always. Thank you, Lord for loving us always and in such a limitless way. We give you thanks and glory today and always. Amen.